Chapter 5. Keeping the Olympic Spirit Alive. Hi. How are ya? This is a really quick tour, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what I mean about the graffiti on the fence, kids? Towards the end of Maxie's Olympic Village tour, we pass the West Heidelberg shops behind the community centre. That is Sally Way. Everyone used to call it Pissy Pura Alley because when the drunks get here, see where the green concrete is? That was all shrubs and stuff. So they'd go in there, the boys would flop it out, they'd do sit in the bushes and do drugs. So the council and locals got together, we cleaned it up, got the grant, um, got it concreted, we got the light boxes up there. And then we got all the locals to put all their little handiwork on the wall, all the little stencils. The Olympic Village is a different world today from the 1956 Games, but if you look closely, there are small hints of the community's pride about its history. The colours of the shops reflect the Olympic ring colours, and there are coloured rings around the poles in the main car park. Who else can brag about West Heidelberg having the Olympics yet? No one can. Overall, Melbourne did benefit massively from hosting the 56 Games. It's just that West Heidelberg, ironically, didn't. Melbourne was a very, very conservative place in the, in the mid-50s and it took something like this to free the place up. Well, Australia is such an isolated nation. So when you think about it, the idea of bringing mm. nationalities from all over the world into Melbourne for the first time for an event like this, yeah. it would have been a huge thing. It was, and it wasn't easy to get to. This was the era where the, the um, plane travel was really starting to take off. Historian Robin Grow has lived in Melbourne all his life and studied the effects the 56 Games has had on the city. One of the side effects of the Games was that we imported a whole lot of chefs from around the world, and a lot of them stayed on in Melbourne. So we can trace the rise of Melbourne as a food capital back to 1956 Olympic Games. Like so many Olympic developments, it seems the immediate community suffered most from this project. In the future, they should never build suburbs like this. They put in a cohort of people into these communities and they kind of walk away from them. This is Jim Pacinus's theory. He's dedicated decades of his life towards helping the community in West Heidelberg through the Banyal Community Health Service. On one hand, it's a very strong community, but it's taken a number of years to get to that. 60 years even? 60 years to get to that. I understand communities are not homogenous communities and I think they need to build communities that have got different aspects to them, different socio-economic levels to them, where we can take the good with the bad. So it was the clustering of uh, a group of people that were all really low socio-economic status. Yeah, I think that was the number one mistake. But in those days, in the 60s and the 70s, that's what they did. We didn't know any better. Victoria's Department of Health and Human Services has changed its approach since then too. The evidence shows us that where we have a more mixed, diverse community, A, the perception by the rest of the community changes. You know, I think there's some unfair discrimination sometimes around public housing. So I think the nature of that perception will change because it's a mixed suburb. It's not just the public housing suburb. And I think, look, generally suburbs have a mix of range of people. Lots of people live in very diverse income-related social communities and I think we're just trying to mirror that in the, what we do in public housing redevelopment. West Heidelberg is beginning to diversify, with migrants moving in and more private housing being developed. The difference now is I come back in here and I see the beautiful Somalian people swishing around and people from other points of the globe, particularly Africa, having a significant say in what happens in the community. Children's Commissioner Bernie Geary credits the success of his career 
to his beginnings in West Heidelberg. It's influenced it to the point that I am now totally infatuated, if you like, but totally sold on the value of community. The great value of West Heidelberg is that there's an over riding sense of belonging here which is really positive. It does have a habit of dragging you back West Heidelberg. It's quite infectious community to work in. And I'd have to agree. Back at Brother Harry's house I catch up with some familiar faces from lunch the other day, like Kerry. We had a meeting just recently called a round table meeting and they had all these professional people there and, we, and a few of us from our community went along to it. And um, they're saying that we need this. And my main point is that um, you can't come into a community and say, we think you need this. You've got to ask the people in the community what they need. How would you like to see this neighbourhood change? I think we're already doing it. We um, notice someone missing here. Like we say, oh, such and such hasn't been here for a couple of weeks. Let's go and do what we call a welfare visit. Knock on the door, check if they're okay. Ask them, you know, how can we help them? We support each other, we care for each other, we show each other respect. So just keep on that track. We don't have much money here, but we know we have each other. This community, this suburb, what do you picture for it over the next 50, 60 years? Probably even more communities, people standing up for people. and More connections. How do you imagine West Heidelberg might look in a decade from now? In terms of public housing properties, I think it'll look a lot different because we will have upgraded and replaced some 600 of them. But also part of that process is that we are changing the way that the suburb is developed in terms of we're bringing in private houses amongst the public housing properties. So I think we'll see a much more diverse community, one more vibrant than now, because it will have been regenerated by us and by others, including the local councils and so on. So I'm thinking this is a process of regeneration where it's had a great history and still has a great future. I won't be able to let you inside, but I can let you in. Over at Maxie's house, the windows are all boarded up. They were smashed when some kids broke into her house. The fence is covered in graffiti. I planted these the other day. Not bad for freebies. Last year for, with my tax money, I bought a lawnmower and a whippersnip bar. But it's her home. We have all kinds of wildlife, snakes, kangaroos, bats. We've got a platypus family, which we're not allowed to know where it lives, you know, in case someone hurts them. We've got duckies and turtles and everything down here. It's really grouse. And she loves it. What you see is what you get. We're very passionate people. This is my home. And you'd have to carry me out in a box, I reckon. I'd never leave it. The 16th Martin Olympia. Here in Melbourne, the Olympic city. A city celebrating today the proudest moment of its history.